0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to Discover Springford. I'm standing in front of Springford Area High School, as you can see by the Ram statue. And today, I'm sitting down with Tom DeBello. He's the past president and vice president of the Springford Area School Board. I'm Jeff Desiato, a professional actor, part-time realtor, and transplant to the Springford area. And I'm on a mission to find the best that Springford has to offer. I'll be interviewing local business owners civil servants, and other prominent members of the community to find out what makes SpringFord a great place to live, work, eat, and explore. I invite you to join me on my journey as I discover SpringFord. Tom, thanks for coming in today. Thank you Uh, for having me. Yeah, no problem. I mean, technically, I came in to to talk to you, but I appreciate you making time. We are actually sitting in the brand-new fitness center, Uh, at the high school, and uh, I got a sneak peek before it's officially open to the public, and I'm very appreciative of the opportunity to be here. Uh, So why don't we start back at the beginning? You can go back as far as you care to uh, in your life and uh, let people know a little bit of your personal history in terms of where you grew up, where you went to school, and things like that. Okay, Um, just so uh, everybody knows, we're taping this, yes, right. But <laughs> t- ne-
1: uh, next year, when this probably where, in 2020, mm-hmm. I'll be moving into the board vice president role. Yeah. Um, I've been the board president in, uh, in, on the school board for uh, over the years. I've been on the board 10 years, so I've, okay. I think that's five or six times I've been the board president as okay. well as the vice president over the years. Just for clarification, yeah, no, people sit good. there and say, I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, stealing. yeah, it's no, no, you're not the board president yeah, right. <laughs> when, when it's my there. Uh, yeah. But, uh, no, I'm really excited to be here, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a great question to start with yeah. because, you know, I, I was, I'm not, I'm a transplant. Yeah, uh, Most of <laughs> yeah. Springford School District. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Hazleton, okay. uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, interesting, my mom was a school teacher my dad was a police officer, so that okay. was a lot of fun growing <laughs> yeah, up.
0: <right>. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, uh, you weren't able to get away with very much. No, no, no. Everybody, no. I,
1: everybody knew, and, and Hazleton was a, you know, tight net, yeah. small town. I don't, I don't remember what the population was at the time, maybe 15, 16 thousand people oh, okay. and so you know either my mom taught them or my dad arrested them <laughs> <laughs> that's what it seemed like right. you know
0: yeah for anybody who wasn't listening to your 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 mom in school about right getting good grades <laughs> that, keeping your nose clean right they, they ran into, ran into, into my, eventually. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh, so i moved i moved down to this area in, in uh in 93 i graduated okay. from college uh, i did some you know things in my when my you know early 20s i i got a degree in computer science Okay. Um, and there wasn't that area wasn't uh, very fruitful for technology type okay. jobs. So I eventually moved to this area okay. back in '93. Um, worked with a company, and I, that's where I met my wife. Okay. And we, you know, we got married in. In uh, I got to remember this. Oh, yeah. trouble. <laughs> we got married in '97. Okay, good, good. And we moved to uh, we moved to uh, Limerick in '98. Okay. You know, so. Uh, and because of me growing up, my, my dad ran the, uh, the POW League okay. uh, for years up in Hazleton. Yeah. So I was always, it was community was always part of sure. us, you know, yeah. as a family. And uh, it was interesting because many people probably don't know this, but they were going to build a gas power plant uh, oh, okay. in Limerick next to the nuclear power plant. Oh, okay. That was my entry into all this craziness that we know as politics. Oh, really? (laughs) So there's a group of us, we created this CCLF, Concerned Citizens for Limerick's Future, and we went on to fight uh, this power plant from being built. Um, and I uh, eventually ran for supervisor and, uh, we, we won. And, and, and the good news is that we stopped that power plant. Yeah. It was uh, going to be a, a gas generator or burning natural gas to produce electricity. Okay. Uh, we were able to stop that okay. uh, power plant. So I was a supervisor for uh, a few years. I ended up leaving that position. My dad was diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer. Oh, okay. um, and there was always politics involved, but I don't want to get into yeah. all that. But, <laughs> the, sure. but eventually, I mean, I, I, I did something that I normally don't do, but my, I, I was driving my dad, um, helping my mom. I was living yeah. down here, running to Hazleton, getting my wow. dad for treatment in New Jersey. Sure. Um, so it was just a, was just a lot. Yeah. And um, we were able to keep him... You know, for a yeah. little longer than anticipated, which yeah. we were very happy about, but, you know, unfortunately, it it, it came to an end and, yeah. it, you know, we miss them. And uh, so I kind of went into a hiatus a little bit. Okay. Uh, but I was always involved in the back, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes. Sure. Um, I, got, I helped get a new board elected in Limerick to the supervisors. I be- actually became the president. Uh, at one time, we created this uh, organization, uh, what was it called? Organization for Economic Development. Okay. So we we're trying to promote. And at the time, it was, we were uh, the, the the outlets were yeah. coming, uh, being built. Okay. Actually, when I was on the board of supervisors, that I was part of approving those oh, wow. those plans. Yeah. Um. Uh, so then I became the president of that organization, and the, the goal was just to really help build out um, areas like the outlets. And so we that the that was built up, right? So then I worked with. Um, the outlet Organization, and we uh, helped them plan a huge job fair, oh,
0: wow.
1: uh, and the goal was they needed to hire like four or five hundred people.
0: Oh, well, Yeah, with all the new businesses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, so,
1: so I was kind of so I and little by little I started to like get more involved again. Yeah. Um, and so back in 2000 and um, when I get the years right, 2009. <laughs> well, 2008, 2009. Uh, myself, with uh, I was always involved with the youth sports okay. as well. I, sure. I, I helped coach uh, baseball. I was a coach for Spring 4 Youth Baseball. Okay. I helped run the youth uh, basketball, Spring 4 Youth Basketball, with Bill Kime and Chris Gannon, um, names you probably do not familiar yeah. with, but they <laughs> moved on to okay. – they eventually retired. But, you know, so I helped them run that organization for years, and I was a commissioner and a coach. Mm-hmm. And so it's was kind of always – uh, and then in 2008, I got together with a couple guys, and we created Springford Youth Football. Oh, okay. Um, which grew into, um, we have roughly about 400 to 450 kids a uh-huh. year in our spring youth football, flag football, and cheerleading. Yeah. But then we created, off of that, we created this organization called ICFL, okay. Intercounty Football League. And now within that, we're actually beyond the county because we have, like, like uh, Chester, uh, yeah. not Chester Valley, uh, Great Valley. Okay. Uh, is involved. And in, so we got school, di- O&J Roberts. So we got school districts, not school districts. It's not school district yeah. related. But those, everything's yeah, defined the by, by the school district. Are, yeah, right. right. And they became part of it. So we have, like, 12, I think it's 12 organizations that are involved in this youth football. Oh, wow. And I'm proud that... Uh, there's probably somewhere—I don't know the exact number—but we're somewhere between three and four thousand uh, kids that participate <laughs> That's in this. Incredible. In the, yeah, I mean, it's just, <laughs> and this all started because a couple of us were at the Springford basketball beef and beer, yeah, and a couple of guys heard that I was trying to start a youth football league a few years earlier. Um, And they came over to me and said, hey, we're kind of tossing some ideas around. This was March of 2008. and August of 2008, we were up and running.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible when you get some people that are actually passionate about something. Things can actually move pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And so the funny thing is is that while all that was going on, um, I was home watching the school board meetings on TV. Yeah. And this was, again, in 2008, because I didn't have enough on my plate to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and we, uh, I was sitting there, and now I have, a. over the years, like I said, I have a, a bachelor's degree in computer science. I went on to get my master's degree you know, in, yeah. in, in, in uh, information systems. Sure. So, I, you know, so I have a, a, a pretty educated background as well. Yeah. Uh, I've worked for large corporations. I've worked for small corporations. A very diverse background. I've... I've you know, I've worked with companies around the world. I've spoke uh, at, uh, at uh, conferences all throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. I've spoke at conferences in, in Paris and all that. So I've been, you know, but I'm watching a school board meeting. And interesting, they, the, bo- the, the board at the time was sitting there and they were talking about where to place a bathroom <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the, which you can see out over here, yeah. uh, the baseball field. And they were talking about where to place this bathroom. And this went on for over a half an hour, and I'm watching this on TV, and I'm going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's like a that, that's like max ten minute conversation.
0: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> and I said to myself, I, "It's time. I want. I'm going to run for school boy. I just decided at that so point. So it was all over bathroom <laughs> a bathroom. You decided to <laughs> throw your life away, essentially. Yeah, to, right. to Public service. No, <laughs> right. <I'm just> <laughs> okay. no. no I, yeah, but it was you know. So I. Uh, So I, I, I decided that I was going to run and and I've, I've helped run campaigns, local campaigns, you know, all that, you know, from 2000 all the way through. Now I'm just going to run my own local campaign. And I ran for school board. Um, and the great news is, is that I was, I won. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was a big change to the board because there was five new board members that came in.
0: Oh, really? In 2009. Wow. And how many are on the school board? Nine. Nine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. So yeah, a yeah, majority shift. So it was yeah. a big
1: majority shift and, um, it was interesting, but yeah. I came in with a diverse group of people. Yeah. And the one thing that I'm proud about and, and, you know, over the years I've been on the board prior to be, you know, I don't want to talk about previous boards. Sure. Uh, there's no point. Yeah. Right. But uh, Well, it may come up in conversation yeah, right. a little bit. <laughs> but <laughs> we and Joe Cerisi ran that year. Uh, he was on the board. He ran. He was on for four years, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Then he ran again and lost. And then he ran back in 2009 again. Yeah. So we all came on together. And it was Republicans and they were Democrats. Yeah. And we all had, uh, at that time, it was the most educated board that Springfield oh, ever wow. seen. Everyone... I don't want to say except there yeah. was eight out of nine people had at least a master's degree. On uh-huh. the board, we had an attorney. We had a uh, Dr. Dresser was a PhD in physics. He taught at Penn State uh-huh. for thirty years. So it was an extremely educated board. Yeah. I'm not putting anything yeah. down. I mean, yeah. there, there were wonderful people that have all kind of backgrounds, sure. you know, in trades or whatever it may be. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm just, but from just a from an educational standpoint, yeah. it was the most educated board. And we were driven to because believe it or not, at the time, Springford wasn't considered one of the top districts yeah. in the state. And knowing our demographics, knowing that we have these huge pharmaceutical companies and all this technology companies and everything that's yeah. surrounding Springford or within Springford, something's not right. Yeah. Um, there was also roughly a $280 million debt that the district had. <laughs> yeah. So it was crazy. Yeah. So we came onto the board and there was, we, politics stopped at the door. We, we were driven. We were driven to work as a team. We didn't care Republican. We didn't care yeah. Democrat. Didn't matter. Yeah. We, we never brought that to the table. And that decision, I, I truly believe, and, that, and that's the same decision that we've held for 10 years, mm-hmm. I truly believe is that is why Springford is what it is today. Mm-hmm. Because there wasn't games. There wasn't politics. There wasn't partisan. There was none of that nonsense. Right. I mean, we all see what goes on in yeah, Washington. Right. <laughs> I'm not taking a political position, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but we all see what goes on, and and it's like we weren't doing that here. Right. And so there's Macomb County IU okay. uh, Intermediate Unit, mm-hmm. and and it's a, their intermediate units service school districts within a county, mm-hmm. and they provide all kinds of services for uh, special needs, special education, all, all kinds of services. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Uh, I I sat on that board as representing Springford, um, and. Listening to other school districts around Montgomery County, when I hear what goes on there and listening to how they get into this partisan decision making... Five four, you know, you know, it's yeah. just this nonsense, and you know, you voted yes because you're a Republican. I'm voting no because you yeah. know, I'm, I'm the, and you some going "Oh my God,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: that's crazy." Yeah. Um, and then it was, and even at the IU at the time, there was this trickling of politics. Mm. I eventually got onto the executive board at the IU and became president of the McCovey oh. County IU board, and that was the same thing. The same trend that I carried forward was like, I don't care what your party affiliation yeah, right. is. I don't care what your political positions are. We're here for kids. Right. We're here to provide a service to the community. Yep. And so that's why Springford is what we are today. Hmm. Um, it's a great district. Yeah. I mean, we went from, we, you know, the ratings are kind of screwy now yeah. because you, the state keeps changing. But a few years ago, the last real ratings that there was within school districts, um, we were ninth in the state. That's incredible. So we went yeah. from being over 100 to, the you know, 10. one yeah. of the top 10 in yeah. the state. Um, it was a lot of hard work. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, we, like I said, we, um, you know, we, c- biggest challenge was, two, two things was the biggest challenge. One was the first budget I sat through is that they were spending their curriculum budget was fifty thousand dollars and i 'm going and at the time our 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 total budget was like one hundred and twenty five million yeah i 'm going fifty i 'm sitting there and i 'm going, wait a minute, <laughs> you know this isn 't right yeah you know so um, it was it was it was actually disappointing to see how the budgeting process was going on, yeah. understanding the debt that the district took on i mean you know and again. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to challenge past decisions yeah. because you can't change yeah. it. There was a lot of growth. There were schools that were built. One could argue the, 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 the way schools were built in, in Springfield, was it the right way, was it yeah. the right decision? You could argue that yeah, right. all day long. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we're beyond that. Yeah. But we had a $280 million debt. Um, taxes, were on, taxes were probably... Uh, Averaging about five to six percent a year increase. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it was just, it was just, there was just a lot of breakdown. Yeah. Um, so we, we as a board took two big challenges on. One was to um, really focus on the whole budgeting process and understanding that uh, because at the time, 2009, 2010, 11, right. coming out of the recession, we're coming out of the recession, but that at that point, a lot of districts. We're going through financial problems. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of issues and and still, you know, and there's still many school districts in the state of Pennsylvania that are financially unstable. Yeah. Um, so we said well, this is a this is a huge challenge. Yeah. and the other thing was is to say we're going to raise the bar of education here at Springford. Yeah, you know, and that became our our theme, yeah. right? Raise the bar of education. So uh, at the time, Joe Cerisi and myself were board leadership. Um, and, you know, he was one party, I was the other party. Didn't yeah. matter. It yeah, was right. funny because people look at us and say, wait a minute, this isn't, what are you guys doing? Yeah, right. You know? and, we, and we kept going back to raising the bar of education. And we started, the first thing was to say, how are we going to redirect more money back into curriculum? Mm-hmm. You know, how are we going to bring our curriculum standards to, you know, not not being... Like everyone else, but how are we going to start being better or surpassing surpassing everyone else? Um, So we we start doing things. We uh, I think the first year we were able to redirect money, and I think we got up to half a million dollars or something like that in curriculum. Right, but in two thousand and eleven, we inherited within all that we inherited a twelve million dollar deficit. It was like eleven point eight million um we made some really really tough decisions and i and even though i have a computer science background <laughs> i've ran my my you know i've worked in corporate america i was running you know 10 15 20 million dollar projects so budgeting and all this financial stuff you know i really got my arms around yeah. it uh, and i and i took that on as i'm going to take on finance okay. you know and yeah. work it from finance committee and, you know, so we we start said, so, okay, we're going to have to eliminate this deficit.
0: Yeah.
1: And we're like, we're going to have to make some really tough decisions, yeah. and people aren't going to be happy.
0: <laughs>
1: but it was like, it was a make or break for the school district. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we had to cut, we had to cut staff. That you know, was the hardest thing, because I hate doing yeah. that. I did, I did that in corporate America for years. Yeah. Um, we had to change our way of thinking as far as services, you know, we brought in an outside services to do our facilities cleaning at second and third shift. So there's a lot of things that we, we wiped away to deficit. We also had like a 4.3% tax increase. Um, but it started us on the path. Yeah. It started us on the path to where we are today. Um, people were not happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, as you can imagine. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> you know, they, they weren't happy. But it, it was, we, there were decisions that had to be made. Yeah. So we we started to slowly turn the, the direction of the school district. You know, funny thing, when I was moving to Limerick, people were all, like, saying, oh, you're going to Springford? You're going to live in Springford? And uh, because Methacton at the time was the school district. Yeah. Everybody was methacton, yeah. methacton, <laughs> methacton. And I'm sure they're a the great school yeah. district, but there's you know, Springfort and I'm like, well, you know, it's but we we started to shift. Yeah. And over the years we start making investments into we did the hybrid learning at Spring City. It was right. the Spring City was the first hybrid learning school entire school in the, in the entire country.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. So we
1: had school districts from around the country contacting us and asking us, what do we do? How do we do it? How do we, how do we uh, you know, financially support it? How do we shift the teachers? How do we do the training? I mean, they were asking, you know, uh, very successful. Very successful there. Uh, we're, we're thrilled with uh, you know, where Spring City was at and where they are today from a, from a performance standpoint. And the hybrid learning, real quick, is just a different way of teaching. It's mm. There's computers in the classroom, but instead of the teacher uh, teaching, say there's 20 kids in the classroom. or Let's say 21 to make it easy because you'll understand what I mean in yeah. a second. So let's say 21 kids in the classroom. Well, the teacher, the way the hybrid learning works is that the kids come in, the teacher does a general lecture for maybe... 10 15 minutes to the entire class okay right then what the teacher does is seven kids stay with the teacher seven kids go to personalized learning and seven kids go to group learning okay and so then the teacher then could focus on those seven kids and help you know and you have the gamut of some kids you know got to grasp the concept real quick and some yeah. kids are right. need a little bit more yeah. right so the teacher's allowed to focus on those seven kids. Seven kids over here doing individual learning, individualized learning, and then you got seven kids working as a group. Yeah. And after 10, 15 minutes or whatever it may be, she'll, the teacher will switch. Oh, okay. So then the seven kids that were with the teacher go to the individual learning. That the kids with individual learning will go to the group learning and yeah. so on and so on.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's a great concept, and... We then, a couple of years after Spring City, we did that at Roarsford. Oh, okay. And and then we took a lot of the concepts from Spring City and Roarsford, and we started introducing them throughout the school district. Yeah. Um, so that was a, a, a national. That's when we started the first time the Springford started to be recognized nationally yeah. for what we we're doing. I forget what year it was, twelve, I want to say, where the eighth grade center won a national blue ribbon. Oh, wow. You know, for academic uh, achievement and. Usually, school wins a national blue ribbon is because they were here, and they became here. Yeah, you know, and they excel.
0: It's like most improved,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I forget how many. It's uh, each year they do, and I forget it's a very small number yeah. that they that these the school districts win these win these uh, award uh, recognition. Um, but while all that was going on, we were starting to shift. Like I said, and Springford started to you know become more and more Um, there's we we, like i said we invested into curriculum there's stuff um, over the years uh, we added more ap courses we there was when we started there was 11 we're up to like 24 25 uh, ap classes now our kids are uh, we i forget uh, 750 or so kids are taking ap classes a year or more um, the big initiative that beyond that, and there's so many things yeah, over the years, we I'm could sure. talk for
0: hours. I'm sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but one of, the, one of the other, and then we'll get to the fitness yeah. and expansion of high school because, you know, this was pretty, this is really exciting yeah. too. Um, but one of the other big initiatives was years ago, you, you probably remember reading in a newspaper where schools were starting to do one to one, like they start handing out computers to every kid. Right. And we were like, and then you start to hear stories. You know, the big story was Lower Marion when the, the computers had the camera on them, and the, yeah. the they were That's able. Right, yeah, yeah the, you remember the that they were, were looking. Yeah, they were the able camera, to turn so. the camera on, you know, yeah. and it created a lot of problems.
0: Yeah,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we didn't. We did At that point, we still didn't buy into this one to yeah. one, and this was, this was interesting because uh, we, as a board, would be debating you know, what do we want to do here? You know, we don't want to be left behind as far yeah. as what our school districts are doing, but we don't want to make a huge mistake. Right. And it's funny because Joe and I were always in sync with a lot of things we were doing in Springford, but he was like, I want these kids to have computers and I'm saying I don't want these kids <laughs> to have computers. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Um but our, our we we create this modernized learning. Okay. It Was what we call it. And we um it was the whole thing was really about introducing computers into the classroom and making them part of the curriculum. Yeah, That was our goal and that was our key. That was the key behind all of this. And so we started with a pilot program like four years or five years ago and we brought in like different devices and we gave this device to this group of kids, this device to this group of kids sure. and then we started to integrate it into the classrooms a little bit. We learned what was working, what wasn't working eventually zeroed into the device, that type of computer we want to go with we start to say, then we've got to, um, we start to lay out plans of saying how we're we going to align the curriculum with technology. Because we didn't want computer, kids to have computers and just go in the classroom and put them on the floor, put them under their desk, you right. know, surf the internet. Yeah, right. You know. <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, yes. YouTube, right. Yeah. So it was, it was really around um, how we're we going to make this together, right. curriculum you know, and one of, the fir- one of the big things we did, too, is, like, there's all these school boards have these committees. Right. So there was a curriculum committee and there was a technology committee. And as we were moving in this direction, we said, if we want this to become part of it yeah. together integrated, and integrate it, yeah. we, we merged the two committees. Oh, okay. You know, so, you know, over the years, we, we, we you know, we call it sampling size or cohort, they call it, but. Yeah. Um, we kept adding more and more kids into this, and we started bringing more and more teachers into sure. it. And we had all kind of training for the teachers. There was curriculum development and all this. Spin the clock forward to this year. This, this year, and we had a presentation at the board meeting. The ninth grade class. Now, the goal is, is that when the kids come into ninth grade, they get a computer, yeah. and they have that for four years. Oh, okay. Um, and um, so this is the first year This is where we're at. I mean, we have kids throughout 10th, 11th, 12th grade that have computers. We have computer carts. I mean, there's been a lot that went into this. But um, this is the first year the ninth grade class are getting computers, and they're going to now have the entire class will have them through the rest of their high school career. Okay. And next year, the ninth grade class coming in will get computers, and then the next, you know, and it keeps moving up. And eventually, every kid uh, at ninth grade to 12th grade will have a device. Okay. And schools are calling us, and they're going, "Wow, what an amazing way to tackle this!" Yeah, right. Because we, they're like, we bought these computers, and they're like, "What do we do with them?" Right. You know. So, it's a, it's a huge success. Um, and and that's another piece of what what made Springford and why our, our our academic we're achieving levels that were beyond where Springford has been for years. Um, it's it's really an amazing program. So. That's a, just another piece yeah. of what we did. And, and then the, the last thing I want to cover sure. is that when I was talking about the budget, mm-hmm. we, we re-engineered or reinvented or redefined or whatever you want to call it, our yeah. complete business operations wow. in the district. And we left traditional educational business office, and, and I did this through finance, yeah. and I, I brought in the concept that we're going to run our business operations like corporate america right so we have a cfo we have a controller we have a uh, accountant uh, a senior accountant Mm -hmm. we have uh, somebody that's focused on accounts payable we have somebody's focused on accounts receivable somebody's focused on payroll you know we did i actually spoke uh we went down to the pennsylvania school board association has an annual conference every year and i went and i spoke i guess it was Two years, three years ago, two, two or three years ago, I went and spoke, and, and we went over how we did it, how we changed everything. Yeah. Um, school districts were blown away. Yeah. They're like, we can't believe you guys, and, you know, did were you, were you, con- did you think it was a risk? And I yeah. said, so no, we, we to, coming like, from a corporate America, yeah. you, you look at it like, education's a business. Right. People argue it's not, but yeah. I, I look at it as, it's a business. We provide, we're providing a service. We have money that comes in through yeah. tax revenues, sure. and we have money that goes out. Plain and simple. Right. right? And at the end of the day, we're providing a service to educate students. right? So as part of that whole business operations, we hired a CFO. We put budget uh, budgeting practices in place where we have now seven years' worth of budgets already done. We have oh, a wow. rolling budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, why that means something is because we've been able. Remember when I talked about our tax increases were yeah. between five and six percent? Our average tax increase over the last eight or ten years, eight years, I guess you want to say, has been 1.8 percent. Wow. We've even had a zero percent tax increase, and we've paid down over 200 million of that $280 million. Wow. And the, the best thing out of all of this, we're, we're excelling academically and we're financially stable. That's great. I know people get upset when we, every year we roll out, and most years we've had, like I said, we had tax increases as high as a 4.36 yeah. or something like that, all the way down to zero. M- average 1.8%. It's yeah. incredible when you look at surrounding school districts and where they're at. Right. Um, I know people get upset. We don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we have, I, I have no, you know, uh, I pay taxes too. Yeah, right. like, yeah. you know, I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know. But it's 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 making Springford, and the, the the end result of all that is, Springford School District is one of the fastest selling real estate markets, in the entire area, yeah. uh, especially Montgomery County. And I um, I have realtors that are friends and all that. And you see when you see realtor ads now, you know years ago when I moved to Limerick, you see you know, Methacton School District, right? <laughs> Come to yeah. here. Now you see, you know, this house is located at you know, one, two, three, you know, whatever street in the Springford's you know, award yeah. winning school district, in the Springford yeah. School District. That was that,
0: that's a huge that's been yeah. a
1: transformation in in the ten years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um and which brings us to this, yeah. right? where we're sitting right now. <laughs> where we're sitting right really, now. Really I mean, like cool I said, we could talk for I mean we yeah. could talk for hours, but um but brings us to where we're sitting here. A couple of years ago, um I actually Started an initiative where I wanted to build a health and wellness center, yeah, because um, the, the job indexes or whatever you want to call yeah. it uh, were showing that the biggest growth for for availability was in the health industry, okay, right? And, and a lot of our kids graduate and go on and go to college for all kind of degrees associated to the health, yeah, right? So we start looking at. Um, Possibility of a health and wellness center, and actually, we're looking at building it right next to the baseball stadium. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there was a lot of politics. Yeah,
0: as there always. <laughs> is. Always, yeah. there always is,
1: and then it turned into a twelve million dollar fitness center. Well, actually, it was a seven million dollar. Then it was a ten million. Then it was a twelve million dollar fitness yeah. center, and all that um, created a lot of a lot of issues. But we always knew that as the district was growing and the facility that we had, one of the facilities that we had to accommodate our students, which, which was the fitness area, was, it was ridiculously small. Yeah. And this high school went through three expansions yeah. <laughs> because of the growth. Yeah. Right. So there was, the facility could not accommodate the 2,200 plus kids. So we start looking at, and every five years we have to do a feasibility study. And that gives us tons and tons of information about the community, how it's growing, right. what the expectations are, and all that. We knew we had to do something. Within that feasibility study and within those studies, um, we also learned that we have a huge uh, group of students that participate in performing arts. Yeah. You know, band, orchestra, chorus, um, Color guard, yeah. you know, and even the artistic, you know, where, uh, where kids are, you know, uh, graphic arts and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, theater. Theater, yeah. yeah. Theater is huge, yeah. right? Um, when you looked at the facilities that we had, well, there's no way we could accommodate. And that's a feasibility c- studies came back and said that, you know, you need to do something because this is, this is core to the high school. Right. You know, majority of your kids throughout the day go through go through your fitness facilities and go through your performing arts facilities every day
0: yeah
1: compared to some kids go through the physics lab some kids go through you know the, the history class yeah. you know what i mean you know, and you see the yeah right. you know, so we started to look at this and and we start putting designs together and we, we we did a high school expansion um The entire expansion, believe it or not, was $10 million. It wasn't a $10 million fitness center, but the whole thing was geared towards uh, providing facilities that could accommodate, you know, 2,200 students. And so we, you know, an education, when you're going to take on a building project, it takes a couple years to go through all the designs, approvals, and everything else. Uh, but we built this facility, and and unfortunately, we the, it'd be harder for us to get into the performing arts yeah. ring because it, you know, we're here during the day. Yeah, right. You know. <laughs> <Of course>. yeah. <laughs> and it'll be a little bit harder to yeah. get in. But uh, so we we built this out, and and I don't remember the exact square footage. I I think they're roughly total. I think it was like thirty thousand square feet oh, yeah. additional for yeah. both include for both facilities. Um, and we also expat, we also built an, another hallway to help move the kids around the buildings. Sure. Um, all in all, we're about twelve million dollars in. Wow. We we had we we put three and a half million dollars out of our capital projects, uh, and then we and we we um, I guess we borrowed whatever. No, no, it was ten million dollars. Everything all in was ten uh-huh. million dollars because we put three and a half million. I think it was or three million out of our capital projects. And seven million dollars we we got a bond for. It. Oh nice. Okay. Um but it didn't change because our annual debt service is roughly fifteen million dollars a year. Okay. And the way our annual debt service is going down, we were able to do this and still be part of the annual debt service, so it had zero impact on the budget.
0: Oh wow, that's great. You know, so there <laughs> yeah. was
1: no tax increase. Yeah. And the good news real quick with the with the annual debt service is we have a huge Drop off coming in three years, where our annual debt service is roughly going to go from 15 million down to nine million. Oh wow! And then the goal is to take that money and redirect it back into capital projects because we could do a whole show on about
0: capital (laughs) (laughs) projects. Capital
1: projects and you know keeping a a school district of you know 11 buildings, you know over 8,000 students, keeping it the levels that it's at. Um, So we built these facilities. We had a ribbon cutting. in November, we had over I want to say at least 300 people came in, and they were they were blown away with um, the, what we've provided, yeah. and and the and, and I know you're going to take some yeah. you know, but the goal was is to to create an environment for that would accommodate all our students, mm-hmm. any any student that has any interest in coming into this, we'll just say in this facility. Yeah to exercise in some fashion there's equipment here for them
0: that's great yeah
1: this isn't this wasn't built for the football team this wasn't built for the you know baseball or whatever yeah. this was built for 2200 plus kids And, yes, there's racks over there that mostly be used for the football, for strength conditioning. There's cardio upstairs, all the cardio equipment upstairs, you know, the track team or whatever it may be. There's other equipment that's less intimidating than the the racks where you have the free weights and all that where the kids could come, that it's less intimidating where they could still work out, but it's not that, right, equipment. Um, So we really try to get a, a mixture of a little bit of everything in here right. so any kid could come in here. And I know, and I was mentioning this before, yeah. that the band, the, we have an award-winning band. Yeah. We, have, we have one of the best, we have one, I'll say the best band in the state. Yeah. You know, maybe a little biased, <laughs> yeah, but right. the, the, they they've were phenomenal with the amount of awards that they win over the years. We've, the band just started winning, uh, going, competing nationally now. Oh, wow. I guess this was our third year. Every year they competed, we got a little bit better, a little bit better. This year we took third place oh nationally on the East Coast, okay. right? But still considered a national yeah. competition. And they took first place in percussion.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, incredible. that's
1: <laughs> – <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So – and we want to and, – and believe me, I say, you know, even though I, I'm, I've been an athletic guy, I'm, you know, I played basketball, baseball, football myself growing yeah. up. I used to be a power lifter, yeah. you know. The hardest work—I get in trouble saying this—the hardest working group, I believe, is the band. Yeah, <laughs> they are incredible. When you watch these kids, you know, practicing three times, like triple like three times like, in the morning, at lunch, and that—the practice and that, yeah, the, the precision that they put together—and you could see it. You could see it. they deserve the recognition they get yeah. for all the hard work. So we we need to build out a facility where they could come. Yeah, and sure. and because the conditioning is just as important yeah. for them, and
0: it's a different style, right? But yeah, it's not the same as a football or baseball team because they have to work on their breathing because they're they're blowing into flutes and trumpets exactly. and all this stuff while walking or marching or moving or choreo- choreography and right in frigid temperatures sometimes <laughs> <you know>? exactly, <laughs> and, and they have to stay in time, exactly. which is like usually yes. with sports. The, the, the time aspect is more like you let things, de- plays develop, right. and you you can slow down, speed up, you can do. But when you're when you're locked in with. However many, however many people are in the band, to well, a large number. But we, uh, I
1: think we're going to be. I think in 2020, our band's going to peak out over 180 kids. Oh my gosh!
0: And to have to lock in. Yeah, like 180 I mean, people. Yeah, that's, that's and that's incredible. that's yeah. including
1: you know all the band and color yeah. guard the whole. But it's a huge. Yeah. And, and when I got well, 10 years ago, there was like I think it was 120 kids. Yeah. You know. So again, that's growing, yeah. and it's like you can't, you can't deny the kids, you know, because. And I don't I gotta be careful how you say this, yeah. but you don't wanna deny the kids to be able to excel. Yeah. You wanna provide the best environment possible sure. but you need to be fiscally responsible.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. I'll challenge anybody over my ten years on the school board that we haven't been that we've been extremely fiscally yeah. responsible because when I could sit there and show, you know, our annual growth, you know, when I got on the board the annual growth was nine percent. Uh, expense growth. Okay. We've been able to get that our annual expense growth. We got to cut down to. We got rid of all of the wasteful spending. Yeah. We got our annual growth expense down between three and four percent. Paid off two hundred million dollars at a district debt. We're going to be within ten years. We're going to be completely debt free.
0: That's incredible.
1: You know. So I could argue all day long why we we're extremely fiscally responsible, but we also need to provide the best educational yeah. environment possible for our students, yeah. and they're, they're succeeding. I mean, we got kids that are just succeeding here at Spring Ford. No matter the direction they go, we got kids that go to trade school. I mean, the Western Center, that's a whole other thing yeah. we even talk about. Well, we got kids that graduate here going to trade school. They're succeeding. They're coming yeah. out of trade school and they're making seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year yeah, and out of trades school. trades are
0: definitely right. Under there's there's jobs waiting for people. And, <laughs> you know, they it's like just you can do a trade and be immediately and in, there's in a, a dire need for like down.
1: welders and different yeah. machine. You know, the, yeah. I mean, it's but then we have kids that excel academically. I mean, so we're doing something right and yeah. we're not. We're not blowing money. I mean, yeah. people will always say, "Oh, I can't believe you're wasting my tax dollars." We're not wasting tax yeah. dollars because when you have when you have one of the top school districts in the state, you have one of the best real estate markets in, in the entire area, yeah. and you know that you're on a path to being fiscally, you know, we are fiscally responsible. When you're on a path to be debt free, would you you don't put those school district debt free together yeah, right. too often. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're really thrilled with what we've been able to, you know, been able to achieve here at Spring Forward. And, and Joe moved on. I mean, he moved on to the state rep, yeah. and, he, you know, and he was able to take a lot of what we've done here, and he tries to bring it forward sure. to 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 the state. And, you know, him and I talk, and, you know, and there's things that I um, – one of the last things I've got to say yeah. – <laughs> I know I, we'll probably run out of time, no, but one of, one of the last things I've got to get in is, you know, eight years ago we started to build – what we call Springford police department yeah and it, it again it wasn't we just did it yeah a lot of planning went into place and how we grew and how we slowly adapted and we moved into uh building out this police what we the times we live in they are what they are yeah. and if and like anywhere else you could put your head in the sand and say sure. You know or you do something right and within creating one of the best environments school environments possible we have our own police force yeah. we have i guess we're up to eight officers we have a chief of police now uh we have they all we have vehicles um we have great relationships with all the surrounding there's four municipalities are, uh, that make up yeah. Springford. There's Upper Providence, Limerick, Roseford, and Spring City. Yeah. We have great working relationships with the police departments in each of those four areas, but we have what we call Springford Police. Yeah. It is quickly being recognized as one of the, the top police department, school police departments in the state of Pennsylvania. Wow. one other district that is at the level we're at is it's called a Butler School District out in western Pennsylvania. Okay. Um this, there was a new bill that came out that actually took um, took. what do you want to call it? privileges away from a police what the police are can and cannot do uh, this year um, six bill I, I forget it, the number 621 yeah. or something like that it, it it actually cut our knees out from underneath us oh, as far yeah. as what we're trying to do well I got on the phone I start talking I contacted uh, uh, Senator Mench. I contacted Senator Regan who was the Senator Regan was, was the creator of the bill. Uh, I talked with them, I talked to the state legislature. So I, and I got on this, and uh, we're proud that we were part of the driving force to getting that bill changed, uh-huh. where our police department is back to being what we in t- intended it to be. And our guys, are our team, it's not, we have, we have both. Yeah. Uh, our team is a fully functioning police department. That's incredible. Um, they do quarterly training. We do um, all the training that municipality police do, we're doing. They have to do quarterly qualifying with their firearms. I mean, they are, we are a full functioning police department. Uh, And we're very proud of that because our number one priority is our kids, our students, our staff, our teachers. You know what I mean? We need to make sure they have a great environment and we need to protect them. Right. So we're very proud of, 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 you know, and we, like I said, we hired Chief Boyer two years, uh, uh, no, a year ago, a year and a half ago. Um, all the police that we have in place are either retired, they left the municipality, or P- Pennsylvania State Police. One of our recent hires was a lieutenant in Pennsylvania State Police. So we're bringing in very experienced, very knowledgeable, very qualified, you know, police officers yeah. that, and, and the kids... Love them.
0: Oh, that's really good.
1: They they love them. They, the elementary kids, you know, um, they, when it, when we have an officer walking into school, the, ki- the elementary kids are like they're they're giving high fives that's
0: and awesome. And, oh, yeah, I mean the that's kids. That's a great to thing too to to get kids used to right. You know the interaction, uh, you know and and. And seeing that it's it's people working for safety of the community as a whole, right, uh, as opposed to an us and them kind of mentality, it's it's great for them to see that on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, and Gwen, who's one of our longer officers, she was one of our uh, she was hired, I guess, in our second or third year as we were building this. Excuse me, as we were building this out, we have these what they call senior impact awards, where the the seniors get to nominate a teacher that had an impact on them. Over their entire school year. And then we have like a big dinner and, they, you know, the teachers are, the students recognize the teachers for, you know, their impact and all that. Yeah. It's a really a cool event. Gwen, who was hired as a police officer, she was nominated three years in a row by students. That's the impact that she had wow. on their life. So that's, the, that's, that's how, awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's how they're being so accepted. Uh, in, into the school, and I, you know, I hate to say stuff like this, but we also do work with our municipalities, and we do active shooter drills, yeah. and we do all the, you know, all the other things. There's a lot of things that we we don't talk about uh, that we're doing from a security standpoint sure. because we yeah, obviously, don't want <laughs> to want to telegraph, them. right? Yeah, exactly. I know. That's totally, but, totally you know, we yeah. so we, we do do that, but um, it's just we wanted, we wanted our police to be. Uh, um, Unrec- not unrecognizable but when they're in the buildings it just you want them to be part of the day-to-day yeah. environment it's just they're you know what yeah. i mean it's not like one day like all of a sudden there's cops in the school yeah. you, you know what i mean yeah. so so they're 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 in the schools they're they're work they you know I, we don't we don't tell people people don't know you don't know when what school they're in when they're going to be yeah. there how many are going to be in this school how many are going to be we don't disclose any yeah. of that um, we we keep that very quiet but yeah. We have officers constantly throughout the entire school district um, and, you know, in the schools, you know, working and, you know, doing stuff or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're really excited about that. And all that wrapped up is why Spring-Ford School District has become one of the <laughs> yeah. top school districts, you know, in, in the state. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we're, we're really thrilled and very proud of uh, you know what we've been able to accomplish
0: yeah for sure you guys should be i mean it's great uh, i'm glad to to have heard your your story and uh you know for those that are interested to get uh you know even more i mean we've heard so much but uh we do have the episode in our archives with joe cerisi so you can hear his perspective on the things that uh you guys were able to implement as you had said you know um bipartisan you know not uh, and that's a you know i in a recent episode i sat down with senator katie Muth, and we talked about that you know we we a lot of the, the national attention is on, like, the federal level. Right. But the real change that can be implemented is by people in a community working together outside of partisan politics. And right. that's where that's actually what directly affects you. You know, like your your kids in the school, the, the local taxes, the local, uh, you know, water, the, you know, water, sewer, trash, all that kind of stuff. Those are the decisions that you can actually really affect change. Uh, and, you know, for people like yourself who are willing to take their Their uh their free time, as it were, and yeah, we don't get paid. Yeah, right. To sacrifice that time to to make your children's lives, your children's children's lives better, Um, that's what makes I think the Springford area such an awesome place to be because there are so many people that love this area and want it to be the best that it can be. So I thank you for your efforts. I pass my thanks on to the the remaining uh, board members uh, because, like I said, you know, like when I mentioned the Springford people get excited yeah. because they they're either have lived there their whole lives and are proud to be uh, a local, uh, or they hear so much about it that they're becoming transplants like ourselves uh, because they want to be somewhere where they see the efforts being made to to make the, the education better, to to make the, make the dollars spent wiser, right. uh, which is huge. It's important, and uh, if we can affect that kind of change at the local level, then hopefully it'll start to, to, uh, to I, move up, up nationally and, and that. Well, you so, hit
1: the nail right on the head. I tell people all the time, the decisions that are made locally impact your life. The so yep. stuff that you hear about in Washington, <laughs> yeah. a lot of stuff that's decided there and the things that you hear talked about, the trickle down that by the time it eventually gets to yeah. you personally, yeah. it means nothing. A good example is Springfield School District gets less than 1% of funding for education from the federal government. It's <laughs> <That's> incredible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: 80 Eighty-two percent of our funding comes from the local tax base. So, where's the where's the decisions and how these decisions are impacting is is, it's huge. I mean, it's so you hit the nail right on the head. But I will have to say that people could go back and look at Joe's episode. But obviously this one's going to be better. Yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You know, that two years ago. Yeah, he's, the changes you know. that have happened since then are, are great. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, Joe and I, are we tease each other all the time. <laughs> that's <good. laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I love about it. Because it's like you said, there's people. You guys have worked, you know, you've up your sleeves together for 10 years yeah. plus. Um, and now we see what, what he's doing and, and trying to implement the things that uh, he was able to do here, like you had said. Um, on the state level, yeah. I, I, you know, I, as a representative. So, um, well, Tom, thank you so much. This was awesome. Yeah, I well, really thank you for
1: yeah, yeah. This is great.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Discover Spring-Ford. I want to thank you for watching, and I also want to thank Tom for his time today. In addition to that, I want to thank the Director of Facilities, Robert Hunter, for allowing us to do the interview on site and to get a peek at the new fitness center. If you'd like to know more about the Spring-Ford Area School District, you can visit the links below the video. If you'd like to know more about Discover Springford, you can visit our links and you would do us a great favor by sharing this video with your friends and family. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do that in a number of ways. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month on our Patreon site. You can also make a one-time contribution through PayPal, or you can buy some of our merchandise in our online store. Thanks again for watching. Come back next time as we discover more of what makes the Springford area a great place to live, work, eat and explore.